0: Hey, hey, hey. What's up, y'all? I'm at, uh... Inside the Spark Building right now. On the campus of Washington State. Uh, University. Um... Pullman. Baby. It's not too cold that today. Excited so to talk to you guys about Penelope Cruz. Uh, it was just right outside Starbucks right there. It's a brand new building on the campus of Wazoo. Now I'm outside put my sunglasses back on. Ah there we go. Alright I'm all set right now. Just coming back from playing basketball. I just housed a whole Panda Express box. Uh, orange chicken sweet fire and um Beijing beef and and then, I went half and half on the, the old noodles, the old chow mein fried rice. But, he was calling it, um, what, what was he calling it, like, a bowl. And I was, like, confused. It's, I call it a box. Because, it's not really a bowl if you guys been to Pan Express. At least the one that I go to, here in Pullman. In the Cub, the Compton Union building. Um... walking down the hill right now across the street from Stevenson ah so excited to talk to you about Penelope Cruz very good had a good morning I love this weather it must be like 40 degrees right now this is like the warmest it's been in a long time ah got my sunglasses still wearing my hat though keep me warm Wear my reversible sweatshirt. Uh, I love it. You can turn it inside out, and it's actually it's actually meant to do that. I don't know. It's one of those sweatshirts that the outside it actually doesn't have a pocket where there would normally be a, a pocket for your hands. Then when you turn it inside out, there's a pocket for your hands. So it's like one of those weird reversible sweatshirts I'll have to check what brand it is uh oh that was I I believe our old president's name I was trying to remember it the other day I think it was Elson Floyd I'm not mistaken um I just I'm walking by the uh, cultural center right now it was just built a couple years ago actually Oh, man, what else did I want? Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you guys about when I saw uh, Coach Mike Leach on the campus of Wazoo, the uh, football coach. It was right near where I was walking yesterday. I walked that same route today uh, through the football stadium, and it was kind of in front of the athletic building, Bowler. Um yeah I just yelled. I saw him about thirty yards away and I yelled, Hey Coach Leach and then he yelled back at me. He's like, How's it going? How you doing? And that was pretty cool. Ah, just walking across the crosswalk right now. Looking at the man shop, thinking about getting a haircut. Really need a haircut. Um Okay, here we go. Can't wait to talk to you guys about Penelope Cruz. Um, what else did I want to say? That was really fun doing those Ben Stiller episodes. Oh my gosh, if you guys haven't listened to the... If y'all haven't listened to the first 16 episodes, start from the beginning, baby. Start episode one. Will was the first one. I'm sure he's one of your favorite actors, probably. If you like the comedy, uh, just start from episode one. Just roll on through chronologically. Going down the big metal stairs right now. Man, this is nice. They said they're going to do a snow removal in the parking lot here. That's how much snow we have. They during spring break because the spring break for uh, the students next week. They're saying that. I can't remember which day it is, but sometime next week, everyone has to move their car out of the parking lot or they're subject to being towed. But there's actually, I'm looking around right now, there's not a ton of snow. There's not that much. I mean, there's just like a big pile over here, but let's see. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I don't park in there though, I park in the street. Oh man. Yeah, because there's always street parking. And if there's not street parking, then there's parking right down the road, where I, which is where I, one sec, uh-huh. we're in. We got in, One forty-five. Lock the door, walk, walk through the kitchen. Uh, say hi to Cora, hey Cora, hey Cora hit Cora on the head okay get out there get out of my <laughs> hey Cora alright um set my basketball down let's get ready let's do this thing baby sorry for the slow moving pot here I just need to get ready we're getting ready together right Whatever you're doing, I'm gonna set this down for a second here. We're still rolling, baby. We still rolling. Take my sweatshirt off. Let's just go. All right. Can't wait. Penelope Cruz. Get my shoes off so we're comfy during the podcast. Shut the door. And we are off. Blast off. Into. (laughs) Caniki and <laughs> cruise Penelope Cruz baby all right let's pull up um let's do this thing sorry for the delay here just gathering myself mentally and physically getting ready to do the podcast here we go here we go uh I need there we are. Catch my breath here. Get in my shorts here. Here we are. Get a sip of water. From my Red Robins water bottle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be good. Be good. All right, here we go. Mm hmm All right, I'm not going to do that song. That song's all... Sorry, I think I would do Boston. What's that one song by Boston? <laughs> this is such an exciting beginning to a podcast, right? Can you guys believe how exciting this? This is good pop, more than a feeling. There we are. Um, I need. Uh, I don't know all the words to this one, so I need to pull up the. Uh, Lyrics. All right, let's get this baby kicked off. Here we go, baby. We keeping that. We keeping all that in. We don't edit. It's all raw, baby. This is all raw and unedited over here at Starsborn Headquarters in my apartment in Pullman, Washington. Let's do it. Um. No, I don't know. That's <laughs> this is so exciting. Me trying to pick a. Come on. Let's pick this song. Let's do this one. Jack Johnson. I like Jack Johnson. Um. So trying to figure out a song to do, because at the beginning, you guys listen to the first sixteen episodes. You know, at the beginning of each one, I do a song. And right now, oh, here we go. Let's do this one. Pumped. There it is. All right. Uh oh that'll be a good one no i I keep switching my mind um as you guys can tell i'm i'm a little indecisive sometimes especially when it comes to picking a song i just need the lyrics i don't need the lyrics meaning all right this is the the greatest beginning to a podcast of all time all right here we go Uh, but you didn't have to cut me off, make it out like it never happened. <laughs> no, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you you know. Uh, I don't know that what that song. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so funny. This is so exciting. I was gonna do somebody that I used to know, but that's not. That's a song that I used to know because. I don't know that one well enough. Let's do Maroon 5. (laughs) Maroon 5 song. um, What's that one Maroon 5 song? Maroon 5 songs about Jane. Um, That was her best album. This love is... Yep. Let's go back. Maroon 5. This love Oh, no, not Marine Five. <laughs> I keep switching my mind. What? The, this is a whole podcast. Just two hours of this. No, let's do Michael Buble. Home. Let's do, um, here we go. I We, we picked this song. This is one that I've listened to recently. We're doing it right now. Here we go. Um. Let me go home, home, I'm just too far from where you are, and I want to come home, another winter day has come and gone away, and even Paris and Rome, and I want to go home, oh let me go home. And I'm surrounded by a million people, I still feel alone, oh let me go home, oh I miss you, you know, let me go home, I've had my run, baby I'm done, I gotta go home. Let me go home, home. It will all be alright. I'll be home tonight. I'm coming back home. Coming home. We're back. We made it, guys. We made it through the music section. We did it. Welcome to yet another episode of A Star's Born. Episode 17. Penelope Cruz, baby. Let's do some plugs. I'm an author from Poland, Washington. Just walk through Wazoo, just walk through campus. Sitting in my apartment here, in my room, uh, looking out the window. Cloudy day, snowy day. Um, check out my books on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes Noble. Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town, and What's in the Fridge? Sponge Cake is a um, adventure novel, a caper. Set in New England, told from four different points of view, and set around a middle school bake sale. And that was a lot of fun to write. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what's in the fridge is spiritual, inspirational, motivational, all that good stuff, self helpy Um That one would be good for the Oprah book list. Maybe the the old Oprah book club. <laughs> that might be my best shot in there. But, um, somebody, anyone knows Oprah? um forward her what's in the fridge maybe maybe she'll read it maybe she'll <laughs> review it um but yeah there's also some pop culture and short stories in there as well some haikus and poetry and all sorts of fun stuff and the cover of that one is actually the starfish that you're looking at right now on a star is born podcast so and um go to my blog TheGoat1.blogspot.com Website, ChrisTheAuthor.com Follow me on Twitter, ChrisTheAuthor8 And Instagram, ChrisArneson8 And also, something else I want to plug Oh yes, and also share, share, share Thank you so much for share, share, sharing The old podcast with a friend, family member, co-worker Or everyone, just everyone and anyone Anyone and everyone everyone um, It's awesome, we're building the community of starfishes over here Super exciting stuff, can't wait can't wait to see what the future holds for this uh, exciting new podcast. Um, I also want to plug Hotel Continental Breakfast. Uh, love those. Love the the old buffet, especially. I've never been one for like, what's it like, the omelet bar? I'm not a big proponent of that necessarily. I usually just go buffet. I get some fruit. I probably get a bagel on cream cheese. Maybe some yogurt. Uh, definitely some like bacon and eggs maybe or hash browns. Um there's all the pre made stuff though. I like pancakes as well, like we've discussed. Do the pancakes with um I would go whipped cream and what did we decide? We decided whipped cream, strawberry and strawberries and maybe some crumbled up graham crackers. So Oh yes. But um that'd be fun to run a pancake store. Just not not a breakfast place, a pancake store. I'm going to write that down on my trusty Flamingo post-it right here. Pancake store. Because, like, there's other things that you need, like a griddle and, like, spatulas and stuff surrounding pancakes. Not just the batter. (laughs) It's not just about the batter. I'm not talking about baseball. But speaking of baseball, let's do the mayor's update. Uh, the Mariners, let's see, what are the Mariners doing today? Get out of the Michael Buble, we're done with the Buble. I'm a big Buble believer. Okay, Mayors, that's right, the Mariners don't play till 540. So it's only 156 p.m. right now here in Pullman on March 6th, Wednesday, March 6th, 2019. So for your Mariners update today... Let's see what's going on. Um, D Gordon invited a bunch of fans onto the field to help clean up after. What happened there? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um. This sheer proximity of the game's best players to the fans who attend the game. Uh, players are more. What's this? What's this about? It's safe to say, mayor's fans who stuck around to watch second baseman D Gordon take some extra batting practice. Didn't expect to get called into action when Gordon was done swinging. <clears throat> Practice was, and then this is a tweet from at Lookout Landing. Practice is all over uh, the fields at Peoria are empty, all except for D Gordon taking swing after swing after swing, and then after he littered the field with baseballs, D invited everyone watching to come pick up the balls, and promised to sign, sign for everyone who helped releasing about 20 people of all ages, shapes, and sizes onto the field. Security was not thrilled, but everyone in attendance was. Wow, okay. There's your uh, mayor update for the day. That sounds... that's fun. That's kind of like um. when they do Fan Appreciation Day and they let people run the bases. I'm going to take a sip of water. Or Actually, iced coffee over here. Very good. Vanilla nut flavor, Don Francisco's. Ah, uh, very. Gosh, that's such delicious coffee. Um. Well, yes, yeah, so that's kind of reminds me of Fan Appreciation Day, I suppose. That's how much more like lighthearted and chill spring training is. They just let people just run on the field. <laughs> I love it. All right, so that's your mayor's update. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's do the uh, Simpsons episode. It's actually not even an episode. This is a twist on the Simpsons regular segment. Every show, we talk about a Simpsons episode that is somehow related to the... um, To either... Oh, yes, I forgot to mention. I mean, you guys can read it in the podcast description, but today we're doing a little fun little thing. Instead of doing the state, the state... Is the country of Spain, and be, that's because Penelope Cruz is from Madrid. So there you go. We're doing a little twist on the whole state of the episode. Because every episode we do a different U.S. state, but today we're gonna do Madrid. And also another twist, we're gonna talk about. It's called. It's called. It's called Los Simpson. And I'm trying to find Los... I'm just going to say The Simpsons, Spain. Because I was looking at this earlier. There it is. Simpsons, Spain. Uh, there it is. Simpsonswiki.com So, Los Simpson is the name of the European Spanish dub of The Simpsons. Uh, Carlos Iber does Homer Simpson. Margarita de Francia does Marge Simpson and Patty and Selma. Excuse me. Sarah Vives does Bart and Isacha Mingibar does Lisa. Carlos Hubert starts to dub Homer since season 12 onwards when he replaced Carlos Revilla who died in 2000. Um, yeah. So guest stars. Most of the time guest stars are dubbed by by a uh, regular voice actor in Spain. For example, Sideshow Bob voice actor Antonio Escavillas provided the voice of Kelsey Grammer in Frasier. This was an idea of Carlos Revilla, former Spanish dubbing director. Trivia. Dr. Nick is dubbed with Argentinian accent uh, by Javier Garcia, who also dubs a foreign character, Apu. Cool. Dr. Dr. Nick Hi everybody Hey everybody Okay So there's your Simpsons um, Special Simpsons episode of the week Did that I think let's hop into Go ahead and Go over to Jaunt on over to Penelope Cruz's IMDB page If you haven't listened to the first 16 episodes Um then you don't know that the, the premise of the show, of A Star is Born, is that we go through the stars, who this week is Penelope Cruz, we go through their IMDb page. Look at all the movies they've been in, in TV shows and TV movies, TV shorts, all that stuff. All right, here we go. Whoops, accidentally clicked on a Fandango Captain Marvel thing. Coming out Friday, two Two days, wow. Brie Larson. She's got an episode coming up, too, of A Star Born. But right now, we're doing Penelope Cruz. So, oh yeah, but before I tell you guys the first credit in her IMDb, I'll let you know I'm wearing my two pairs of socks because I was playing basketball. The first one is black Nike athletic socks with the orange stripe. And then the one on top of them is kind of the Argyle... Uh, dress sock patterned ones that have the the dog on them. The dog that we couldn't figure out what it was when I told you guys about all my socks. I think it's like a some sort of bulldog though. It's kind of tough to tell when I'm wearing them. But yeah, those are socks I'm wearing. I'm gonna throw on my uh boys' golden four by four meter relay sixth place, 2011. Pasco Invitational Medal, wearing that. Wear my Usel, uh Starry Night Mountain Stretchy Meshy Ball Cap. Throw that on, baby. Get my stress ball, my blue st- spiky stress ball squeeze. Ah, that's. There we go. Now I'm relaxing. Stretch my back, hello. You can join me too. No matter where you are, stretch your back out right now. Ah. Oh. Even if you're on a monorail. Even if you're driving the monorail. Unless this would risk the safety of all the passengers. Then don't do it. Oh, man. Do monorails even have conductors anymore? Or are they just self-driving? I do not know. Speaking of The Simpsons, their monorail episode is one of the best ones. I think Conan wrote that one. I'm not mistaken. All right. Before we do Penelope Cruz's first credit, let's do something else that we do every week, every show. Let's read the uh, Maywood Cooking the Fast Way recipe of the week. All right, here we go. This is Peach Cobbler by Jane Barker. I'm going to have a sip of water before we start from Red Robins. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. So catch my breath from that that tromp home. Um ingredients one fifteen ounce package of refrigerator pie crust, one teaspoon of flour, four cups of frozen sliced peaches, half cup of sugar, half teaspoon ground cinnamon, quarter cup cornstarch, half cup water two tablespoons butter melted, one large egg, two tablespoons milk, one tablespoon sugar, and directions. Place the bottom of crust in a nine and a half inch dish. Lightly flour the bottom of the crust. Place the peaches in the crust. Combine half cup sugar, cinnamon, and cornstarch. Sprinkle this mixture over the peaches. Drizzle with water and melted butter. Cover with the remaining crust and flute the edges. Whatever that means. Um, make slits in the top to vent steam. Mix together egg and 2 tablespoons milk. Brush over the top crust and sprinkle 1 tablespoon sugar on top. Bake at 350 degrees for 1 hour or until brown. And there you go. That's your uh, peach cobbler. I'm going to do one more quick one because this is a... Short one. It's by Margaret Brunke. Fast member. Called Pink Stuff. Here we go. Six ounces strawberry gelatin dry. One large container cottage cheese. One large container cool whip topping. One large can crushed pineapple. Uh, Two cups mini marshmallows. Combine all ingredients together and refrigerate. And that's all you have to do. Like I said, easy peasy. Check those babies out there so we don't do them again. And those are your recipes. So any cooks out there, any aspiring Food Network TV show hosts, um, shout out. That seems like a tough job. Host a show while you're cooking. Oh, my gosh. Those are some of the most talented people. The Rachel Ray's. Burt Kreischer does it. Something's burning. It's a funny show. Um, Let's do something else we do. We do every show. The pin of the show. This one is... Let's see. It's a big circle. It's kind of orange. Orangish red. Um, And there's a big picture of an eagle in the middle of it. I think it's a bald eagle. 2003, it says in the middle... Then it has two bats crossing. One says baseball, one says softball. 44th anniversary. Um, Alderwood Little League, District 1, Washington. It says add around the perimeter. And then it has the baseball laces. Those are kind of painted cool too. So I don't know why I chose this one. I guess I just thought somehow the eagle. Reminded me of Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Somehow. Just kind of like free and powerful and does what it wants. I don't know that much. <laughs> I'm acting like I know a lot about Penelope Cruz, but we'll we'll talk about her movies more. Definitely remember her from a couple, but she should be in more stuff, that's for sure. Um, Speaking of Penelope Cruz, let's just get into it. Let's get in, into it. Let's do it. Here we go. First credit for Penelope Cruz's IMDb. Here we go. Mecano, La Fuerza del Destino. Video short, 1989. TV series, 1990, Los Mundos de Yuppie. Uh She plays La Bella Durmiente One episode. TV show, 1991, Softly from Paris. She plays Daphne slash Javote slash Juliette one episode um Meccano Los Videos is a video from 1992 she plays Video La Fuerza del Destino uncredited still uncredited controversy um let's see Hamon Hamon, she plays Sylvia 1992 1992, she plays Luz in Belle Epoque. 92 TV miniseries, she plays Lola Del Moreno, three episodes in Framed. Let's see what Hamon Hamon was. Sounds interesting. When a mother disapproves of her daughter's lover, she hires an underwear model and former bullfighter to seduce her daughter. See, I told you it sounded interesting. <laughs> How did I know that, that would be such a, such a crazy plot? A, a, underwear model and former bullfighter. Such, that's a weird Venn diagram. You don't see that one often. <laughs> Wait, which one? So he went from being a bullfighter, on, then he became an underwear model. Okay. His body wasn't mangled. From the bullfighting. I guess he was a really good bullfighter. Didn't fall off very often. That's good. Uh, It's 95 minutes. Unrated. Comedy, drama, romance. Mm, I think Juan Diego might play the bullfighter guy. Very good. Very good. Happy we looked at that. 1993. The Greek Labyrinth. She plays Elisa. 93. The Rebel. She plays Enza. 93. Paramore, solo Paramore. She plays Mary. That sounds kind of familiar. I'm going to click on that one. Let's see. Is there anything else I want to mention? I want to mention the joy of Sisyphus. you guys haven't, let's Google Sisyphus so I can give you a succinct, accurate description. Um, Sisyphus is the one with the boulder, pushing the boulder uphill. In Greek mythology, Sisyphus or Sisyphos was a king of Ephra. He was punished for self aggrandizing craftiness and deceitfulness by being forced to roll an immense boulder up a hill only for it to roll down when it nears the top, repeating this action for eternity. And I just want to mention the joy of Sisyphus. That's kind of, I'll just Google that now. That's something that I've heard about. Just, um,. It's kind of finding joy and it's like the Miley Cyrus song. It's um, not about the climb. No, it is about the climb. (laughs) Excuse me. It's not about the end. It's not about the finish line. It's about the climb. Um, Yeah, that's that's what Sisyphus reminds me of. The joy of Sisyphus. This thing says, one must imagine Sisyphus LOLing. So I guess that's like a millennial's interpretation of it. (laughs) That'd be a funny book. Millennial Interpretations of Mythology. Oh, I'm writing that maybe down. That's gold right there. Millennial. inter. I guess interpretation is kind of a weird word for it. I really mean um, of mythology. I really mean like their translation. Translations of mythology. So now we have Pancake Store and millennial interpretations of mythology perfect I like that good start what would our hmm what should we call our pancake store uh, maybe like flapjack in the box there we go flapjack <laughs> is there a copyrights on that is there a trademark we'll have to look in, we'll have to get the lawyers on that get the blue haired lawyer on that from the Simpsons yep yep love it <laughs> We're just having fun in the apartment here. We made it back safely. You guys, were, you walked with me from the old Spark building. That was fun. I like it. had a good time. It was actually nice because it wasn't that cold out there. So, very nice. Um, what's the... Oh, something just banged on the... My, my neighbor just banged on the wall there. Wondered wonder what that was. All right, here we go. Maybe an errant elbow. Um... Paramore. Solo Paramore. Back to Penelope. 114 minutes. History. The nativity of Mary from Joseph's, Joseph's point of view. Okay. That just reminds me of every, like, Christmas when everyone would do uh, the Christmas lights. Our people in the cul-de-sac right down the hill from our house in Bothell, they would always set up, like, this really big, What's it called? Is it called a nativity scene? I'm going to look it up. Nativity. But they would set it up right in the middle of the coal sack. Yeah, that's what it was. Like a nativity scene with like Jesus and just like all like illuminated and everything. Just right in the middle of their coal sack. It was kind of fun to look at though. It was cool. I was like, I'm digging this. <laughs> Why not? Nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Uh 1994 video short Nacho Cano El Patio. That was going to be the first Nacho Libre. Uh 1994 Alegre Manon Trapo Trapo. She plays Salome. 94 Todo es mentira. She plays Lucia. Um Wow, she plays Lucia again in 95 and Trey Rojas. 1995, The Butterfly Effect. She plays Party Guest, uncredited. I think this is not the, yeah. Um, This is a Spanish version. Because Ashton Kutcher is in that movie, The Butterfly Effect. But this one's earlier. It's not the same one. 110 Minutes, rom-com. Louis, a Spanish student, goes to London to get a course in economics. He lives at a house the neighbor of her aunt. But when she broke up with her husband, Lewis goes to live with her. Okay. So it's completely different than the other butterfly fact. <laughs> uh, 96, Brujas. She plays Patricia. 96, La Celestina. She plays Melibia. Ninety-six, Not Love, Just Frenzy, plays Laura. I haven't heard of any of these movies. Ninety-six, Love Can Seriously Damage Your Health, plays Diana bale Joven. 2 love movies back-to-back there. Uh, A Corner of Paradise, from 1997, plays donya Hel- Helena. Doña Helena. Ninety-seven, Live Flesh. What? She she plays, she plays Isabel Plaza Caballero. What is this? The cover caught me off guard, and <laughs> the TV poster. of This movie's, I don't know how to describe it, but you guys have to look it up. Caught it caught me off guard. That's for sure. Very inappropriate. <clears throat> After leaving jail, Victor is still in love with Elena, but she's married to the former cop, now basketball player, who became paralyzed by a shot from Victor's gun. So the other one was former bullfighter, now underwear model. This is former cop, now basketball player. Another weird transition. Who goes from being a cop to a basketball player? Like, because how long were you a cop? Like, only a couple years? We didn't. You must have played college basketball. That's the only explanation. I guess you could start playing basketball at like 25 or something. It's nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just blabbing on now. Blabbing, blabbing. Maybe Pablo Prigioni was a cub. Well, he's from, he's not from Spain. He's from Italy. Pablo Prigioni. All right. Live Flesh. That's a good name. Catchy name for a movie though. Ninety-seven, Open Your Eyes, she plays Sophia. Ninety-eight, Don Juan, she plays Matharine. Ninety-eight, Twice Upon a Yesterday, she plays Luis. Ninety-eight, Talk of Angels, she plays Pilar. I like that name, Pilar. Ninety-eight, The Girl of Your Dreams, she plays Macarena Granada. Uh, Ninety-eight. The High Wow she was doing a lot In the late 90's Uh, The High Low Country Plays Joseph Josepha O'Neal Let's see what the High Low Country is This one looks interesting 114 minutes Long movie Drama Romance western Rated R Two cowboys have Their friendship Tested when they fall For the same girl Just Oh Woody Harrelson And Billy Crudup Are in it Wow, okay. They're the two cowboys. Just down, cut and dry. Simple plot. Hmm. All About My Mother, 1999, Hermana Rosa. 99, Pepita Tudo in Vola Verrund. Uh 2000, Woman on Top. She plays Isabella Oliviera. Let's do the, I think now's a good time. Let's do the old NBA update. We're just going to do this on a fly. Nothing. I mean, speaking of the NBA, though, gosh, if LeBron doesn't make the playoffs, that'd be the first time in his career, I believe, if he doesn't make the playoffs. Update on Joel Embiid. Embiid does not feel ready to go. Okay. First woman drafted in 2K League. NBA 2K League's first female player, Chiquita Evans, drafted by Warriors. What's a 2K NBA 2K Pro League? Oh, esports. Oh, it's esports. Oh, it's literally 2K. I thought it was like a minor league. I thought it was like a spin off of the D League. Okay. It's esports. Let's I want real NBA news. I want the Esports. That's like NBA tangential. Alright, let's see. NBA tanking. Um let's see who plays tonight. NBA scores. Let's see if the Lakers play. Oh my gosh. Timberwolves beat the Thunder 131 to 120 yesterday. Let's see who went off in that one. Russell Westbrook had not a triple double, 38 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, he's a volume shooter, volume scorer. Oh, Carl Anthony Towns, my dude from AMC Woodinville, um, 41 points, 14 rebounds. Speaking of AMC Woodinville, let's talk about the AMC Triple feature. Do it every episode. So here we go. The year was 2009, it was June. And it was me and my best bud growing up, Steve Nungrecht, and we went on over to AMC Woodinville, the movie theater, right next to Target, right across the street from, used to be Top Foods, now it's Hagen, right next to Eddie Bauer, where I used to work. Um, I worked there summer of 2012, so that was the summer after freshman year of college. But, um, yeah, AMC Woodinville, right next to was that a uh, Qdoba right there. There's a zoomies right there. Tons of businesses right there. Barnes and Noble? Get my books on Barnes and Noble's website. <laughs> but uh AMC Winneville. I went that's where I went to the most movie theaters or I mean the most movies for sure. I was I was going there. And then I would go on to work there seven years later in twenty sixteen. So it all comes full circle. But this time it was June I bet school probably just got out, if I had to guess. We were probably celebrating. Um, we went to, got tickets for year one. Talked about it, episode four, the Paul Wright episode. Starred Jack Black and Michael Cera, Um Caveman movie, about the first year. Must be year one after AD. Um, not very good, though. Definitely don't recommend it. Don't recommend adding it to your Netflix queue, that's for sure. um after that though we got we a big pick me up. We went to the hangover. It was awesome. loved it. think we liked it rent Spot. Do you want to hear more about that one? Listen to episode three, Birdie Stevens. He was in it for a little bit. um awesome movie though loved it definitely a movie that like got better with time too, like the more times we rewatched it um yeah the more times it gets better like it's like the 10th viewing it's like even better than the 9th one it's crazy I wonder which viewing it would finally like peak at maybe like the 50th the 49th maybe I don't know um but yeah The Hangover awesome movie definitely watch it if you haven't seen it be super surprised if you're listening right now and you have not seen The Hangover but think there's movies that everyone misses like I haven't seen The Godfather, any of them. I haven't seen any of the Rockies or Creeds. One sec. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. I know you may be getting really angry right now. I just finished my water. I just polished off that water in the the old Red Robin gourmet burgers and brews. Thankfully, this isn't bottomless. Actually, it would be nice to have a bottomless water bottle. Because then you wouldn't have to go refill it. Why? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, what was I just saying? I was just talking about how great The Hangover is. Um, just check it out. Go listen to it. Go watch it. Watch it on an airplane, maybe. Maybe your next long flight, cross country or international, or wherever. Um, after The Hangover, though, we went part three. We decided two movies were not enough for us for one day. We walked right on over, crossed the aisle, to Land of the Lost. Uh, episode 1, we discussed that. The Will Ferrell episode. He stars in it. And that one was even worse than year 1. So, definitely don't watch that one. But, add those three movies. Watch The Hangover. Um, don't watch year 1. Don't watch Lane of the Lost. But, definitely watch year 1 over Lane of Lost. So, that's for sure. And there we go, baby. <laughs> we did it. That's our um, AMC Triple feature. Before we... Before we hop on back over to Penelope, let's discuss the Grantland book of the episode. Each episode, I've been doing a different book um, from Bill Simmons' old website for ESPN. This is the eighth one. I thought this one was so interesting because the cover, it seriously looks exactly the same as the Complete Life's Low Instruction book, which is another book that I've been reading a little bit of. But it's like they were designed by the same... Same designer. I don't know. It's weird. It's like Grantland. Almost. I don't want to say they stole the life's low instruction book scheme, but <laughs> they replicated. it, That's for sure. Um, let's. I'd like to read about a movie, but let's just see what we randomly flip to. Um, let's see what this one is. Oh, the Cleveland Browns. Okay, we'll read about the Cleveland Browns. Cause this is one of my favorite writers. Chuck Klosterman. It's called Black and Brown Blues. Uh, Draft Day with the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about Draft Day in the Kevin Costner episode. I do want to see that movie though, that's for sure. Four men sit around a wood table watching three televisions simultaneously. They are talking among themselves, but only sporadically. They spend more time gazing at the wall of TVs, glancing down at speculative lists on laptop computers checking their text messages, and then returning their eyes to the televisions. There's no moderate to heavy sighing, or there is moderate to heavy sighing. It's 2.30 p.m. on the last Thursday in April. In about six hours, these four men will officially decide that a relatively large, uncommonly quick man from Louisiana State named Barkevius Mingo is the person they will hire to jumpstart an NFL franchise that has been relatively awful for the past 15 years. To a degree, this verdict has already galvanized in their collective brain. Mingo is absolutely the man they want to draft. They describe him as always relentless. They identify him as the type of player who represents everything they aspire to as a franchise. But right now, as they make those remarks casually, it's still the middle of the afternoon. The future remains unwritten. Maybe they will get Mingo, and maybe they will not. All they can do right now is write his name on a dry erase board and periodically stare at the letters whenever they grow bored of staring at the TV or staring at the computer or staring at each other. And there you go. It's just a little bit from the old Grantland book. It has about, it's probably about like 350 pages. It's a big book. Probably 20, 25 columns in there. And I was just mentioning it how it looks like life's little instruction book. So let's just read a few of these. We've already read a bunch of them in the previous 16 episodes. So let's just do a few more and then maybe we'll have to, maybe we'll retire this book. We'll see. Um, Keep the porch light on until all the family's in for the night. Yes, I should explain this book is a piece of, it's about 1500 pieces of advice. So, just in list form. Um, That was number 571. It actually tells you which number they are. Plant zucchini only if you have lots of friends. (laughs) Don't overlook life's small joys while searching for the big ones. Keep a well-stocked first aid kit in your home and car. Never be photographed with a cocktail glass in your hand. Sounds so old school. Everyone... Nowadays we would say like don't be Instagrammed, with a don't be Instagrammed with a shot of fireball. <laughs> don't be don't be Snapchatted while you're taking a beer pong. Uh Order a seed catalog. That's a millennial translation for you right there. Man, I'm all about this. I'm not. I'm gonna cross out millennial interpretations and make it translations. Over here on my flamingo post-it note. There we go. Translations. Cause that's more like. To the point. More what I'm trying to accomplish. You could do millennial translations of everything. <laughs> okay. Um, order a seed catalog. Read it on the first day of snowfall. See, that's old school too. This book's from like... was it? Uh, we checked this before. It's 1991. So... Because you could just look online and find a seed catalog. You don't have to order it. Where would you order that? I guess Amazon nowadays. Don't let a little dispute injure a great friendship. Don't marry a woman who picks at her food. <laughs> what about what about a man who picks at his food? It's like, oh, that's all right. Um, pack a compass and the Nature Company's pocket survival tool when hiking in unfamiliar territory. That was like a plug for Nature Company's pocket survival tool right there. When lost in when lost or in distress, signal in threes. Three shouts, three gunshots, or three horn blasts. Three flare sh- shots, too. Don't don't be surprised to discover that luck favors those who are prepared. When asked to play the piano, do it without complaining or making excuses. Let's just leave it on that one, because that's like a really funny one. Gosh, some of these just don't make any sense. When asked to play the piano, do it without complaining or making excuses. I can think of an excuse... I can't play the piano what <laughs> come on How? who is he he thinks this guy who, I'm gonna tell you who the author is he thinks everyone can play the piano I guess cause he says I, I guess if someone asks you you have it's H Bra- H Jackson Brown Jr oh my gosh I'm gonna read you all the other books he's written A Father's Book of Wisdom P.S. I Love You I think that was the name of a movie um Life's Little Instruction Book, Live and Learn and Pass It On, Wit and Wisdom from the Peanut Butter Gang. I want to know more about the Peanut Butter Gang. What about their rival, the Jelly Gang? Come on now. Come on. Come on, man. Uh, The the Little Book of Christmas Joys with Rosemary C. Brown and Kathy Peel. A Hero in Every Heart with Robin Spisman. Life's Little Treasure Books. And then he has a bunch of these on marriage and family, on wisdom, on joy, on success, on love, on parenting. Excuse me. Is that um, Panda Express? I'm burping right now, (laughs) if you want to know. Uh, Of Christmas memories, of Christmas traditions, on hope, on friendship, on fathers, on mothers, on things that really matter, on simple pleasures. And then kids' little treasure books, on happy families, on what we've learned so far. Life's Little Instruction Books from the Bible with Rosemary C. Brown Life's Little Instruction Book from from Mother's Two Daughters with Kim Shea and then the final one Life's Little Instruction Book for Incurable Romantics with Robin Spisman (laughs) I like that last title for Incurable Romantics that's like the millennial the millennial translation for that would be Life's Little Instruction Book for How to Date on Tinder or how to online date I suppose but yeah I just thought that was really funny how he thinks <laughs> I'm just picturing someone like just walking by a piano and then someone asking me it's like you sir play this piano and then I just tell him that I can't but then they're like no excuses you have to do it I think that's funny alright 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 we're doing it let's roll back on over Let's hop, skip on, back on over. Um, so, yeah, we talked some NBA. Let's see who plays tonight before we go over to Penelope again. Heat Hornets, Mavericks Wizards, T-Wolves Pistons, Cavaliers Nets, Spurs Hawks, Sixers Bowls. Oh, Zach Levine's on the balls. My former Little League teammate <laughs> made it big. He's a, he's a future all-star. That's, that's why I think. Uh, Jazz, Pelicans, Knicks, Suns, Celtics, Kings. Oh, LeBron does play tonight. Nuggets, Lakers. Ooh, the Nuggets are so good this year too. There's some good games tonight. We'll have to we'll have to check on those when we when we're doing another podcast later. We'll, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it. I'll have to do another podcast later. We'll chat about those NBA games. We'll chat about the Mariners game that happens tonight. Oh, we'll chat about some, all sorts of stuff. But right now, let's chat about Penelope Cruz. Here we go. We left you. Where did we leave you? We left you with um, 2000. I think I'll just say 2000. She was in Woman on Top, Isabella. Yep, I said this one. Oliveira. And then, oh, here's a horses movie. Love the horses. Running wild out there. All the pretty horses. Alejandra Villarreal. Villarreal. Let's click on this one and see what it is. I bet it's I'm guessing romantic, yep. Yeah. Drama, romance, western, 116 minutes, PG thirteen. Uh all Matt Damon's and Henry Thoreau. Um Penelope. Okay. Okay. Two Texas cowboys head to Mexico in search of work, but soon find themselves in trouble with the law. After one of them falls in love with a wealthy rancher's daughter. Okay. Um, sounds pretty. Sounds like a if Back to the Future was a the third one. If that was a romance. I guess that. What am I saying? That is a romance movie. That's just my go-to cowboy movie, though. It's Back to the Future Three. Because Back to the Future is my favorite movie franchise. Alright, T- 2001, below, the story of how George Jung, along with the Medellin cartel, headed by Pablo Escobar, established the American cocaine market in the 1970s in the U.S. Makes me think of Narcos. I watched only the first season on Netflix. You can add that to your Netflix queue if you want. Johnny Depp stars in this one. 124 minutes. Ah, oh, definitely recommend the first season of Narcos, but not if you don't like reading subtitles. And like, I'm not a big fan of the subtitles. There's definitely a lot of them. Like, I, I want to multitask when I'm trying to watch. Just want to watch TV, man. Don't make me read while I'm trying to watch. Like, imagine trying to text while watching. A TV show that has subtitles. You wouldn't be able to follow any of it. Imagine that. <laughs> 2001. Captain Corelli's Mandolin. That's Nicholas Nicolas Cage movie. We talked about this one then. Pelagia. Talked about this. Episode 7. Starsborn. Stars um, 2001. No News From God. She plays Carmen Ramos. Oh, this is a crazy movie. Oh one Vanilla Sky. She plays Sofia Serrano. This is one like a controversial movie. Polarizing, I must say. Some people love it. I watched it, it didn't make any sense to me. It stars Tom Cruise, Cameron Ru- um Cameron Diaz and Kurt Russell are in it too. Let's see. Um 136 minutes, what? Fancy mystery romance? Self-indulgent and vain publishing magnate finds his privileged life upended after a vehicular accident with a resentful lover. A publishing magnet. That sounds like something a publishing company, like a fridge magnet. This is our. We're just handing out these free publishing magnets, and in the student, in the cub, the student union building. This is this is my new publishing c- company. That's something that would be at the... The free books table was there again today. Uh, the free books table. That was from yesterday. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't... I think someone just donated those. That must be what it was. There's a different person there. There's an old man with a beard and glasses there. Talking to someone. Someone asked the same thing I asked. They're like, these are free? I'm like, Yeah. And we got Publishing Magnus, too. (laughs) And I also, I think I talked to the other person um, from the, remember yesterday, the person running for ASWSU president gave me that sticker. I met the other person, the other running partner. I can't remember her name, but she asked me if I voted today. And I said, no, can non-students vote? Can alumni vote or alum vote? She said, no. And I said, oh, well, good luck. I hope you win. (laughs) Uh, 2002. Waking up in Reno. Uh, Brenda, Spanish woman. What's this one? This sounds interesting. Romantic comedy about two trashy couples traveling to Reno to see a monster truck show. What? Did not expect that. Um, Natasha, who? Natasha Richardson. She's in *The Parent Trap*. That was a classic movie from growing up. With a what is it? Is that one Lindsay? It's either Lindsay Lohan or Mary kate and Ashley. Um, Holmes Osborne is another person than this. There's actually someone named Holmes. Never really heard that as a first name. Other than, uh, yeah, wait, Sherlock Holmes, that's his last name, wasn't it? I was going to say Holmes and Watson, but what am I talking about? Getting loopy. Billy Bob Thorne's in it. Oh, Charlize Theron. We we talked about this one already. I must not have, uh, talked about the plot of Waking Up in Reno during the Charlize Theron episode. Episode 13. It's a rom-com, though. It's a rom-com. All right, cool, cool. Cool, cool. Oh yeah, here's something I wanted to mention. Pizza, it's a it's a debate that's plagued humanity for a long time, centuries. Ever since pizza was developed by the Italians. Fork versus hand. What do you prefer? I personally prefer pizza that you can pick up and eat it, hold it in your hand. I like folding it. Actually, I fold it like a taco. And then I eat it like that. Kind of um fold it long ways and all the ingredients kind of go into each other. It makes a sandwich of sorts. That's how I eat my pizza. My favorite kind of pizza is the old just the old-fashioned New York slice, just the giant slice. I like it. But I have had uh, the old was it Chicago deep dish? and I just don't even put that in the same category as like New York pizza that's not really it's more like a pie it's more like a like almost like a lasagna or like a casserole or, it's not really pizza to me pizza is stuff you can hold in your hand and it won't like fall apart that's just me though I'm not talking trash and you deep dish hounds out there send your hate mail Just hit me up on Twitter. (laughs) Let me know why you love Deep Dish. Hit me on Twitter. Just another night on my own. Um, Let's see, what else I want to mention? I also wanted to read that story, the other story from The Buried Life. Uh, What do you want to do before you die? Johnny Penn, Dave Lingwood, Duncan Penn, and Ben Nempton. And this was an old TV show on MTV. From uh, 2009, 2010. I feel like I should describe the cover of this to you guys. So they're just standing, all four of them. They're posted up against like a blue storage container. Um, Johnny is on the far right. I guess he's on our left. And he's holding a newspaper that's on fire. And then he's looking at it and smiling. And then Dave is looking at the newspaper and making like a surprised face and Duncan is saluting the camera and standing up tall with his left hand in his pocket right hand saluting and then Ben is standing with both his hands in his pocket, pockets and then one of his legs one of his feet is propped up against the blue storage container and uh, yeah that's, that's so you can picture that this was one of my favorite shows back in the day love this show you'll probably find it online somewhere Alright, so last episode, I read you guys, I Want to Find My Son by Sam Fuller. Now this is I Want to Find My Dad by Laban Fuller. Here we go. It really is never too late. Most parents going through a divorce will fight over their child, maybe disagree about when the father is allowed to visit or whatever. But by the time I finally met my dad, I was old enough that he didn't have to go through my mother. Nothing was in the way to cause extra tension. I'm not saying it's the right way but for us it was easier to get to know each other because I was older. It wasn't entirely negative that so much time had passed. Things change over time, but not always for the worse. I've always been a happy person, and when I was reconnected with my dad, I didn't want to dwell on the past. I'm not trying to blame him for what happened, I understand. We've been able to just move forward, and the odds of him meeting Duncan and the guys, the fact that he was the one they chose to talk to that day, It was kind of like a fate thing, like it was meant to be. And from the first day, it was like no time had been lost. Right off the bat, when we're together, we're just talking steadily, talking away, getting to know each other. When I go to visit him in Dallas, he shows me the city. He has a story for everything. We just enjoy the time. I'm in college and he's an artist, so it's not the life of the rich and famous. We make the best of it. He'll spin some knowledge, something old school, and I'm listening. Uh, I admire that my dad is such a good people person. The kind of person who can talk to anyone. Whenever we meet someone, they always say, Your dad is just a great guy. I hear that from everyone. And he is. He's a really good guy. And I like that about him a lot. I'm pretty good with people too. But sometimes I get stuck off by myself. So I look to how he can connect with anyone. And helps me remember that I've got that in me. I look to him and know I can do the same. And it feels good. Uh, And then here's the description. Sam Fuller was living in a shelter and creating street art when The Buried Life asked him what he wanted to do before he died. It was 2009, and at the time, Sam hadn't seen his son, Laban Fuller, a student at Louisiana Tech University, in 17 years. With the help of the guys, father and son reunited. And today, Sam has a loft ap- apartment in Dallas, a studio, and most important to him, a strong relationship with Laban. So yeah, that's just a little bit from there. Love that book, love that show. Check out the buried life, guys. Um, Let's get back to Penelope. Let's see. Before we get back to Penelope, a couple things I wanted to... Couple of little anecdotes I want to talk about here. Um, oh yes, yeah, so I told you guys about doing my internship for Covington Parks and Recreation uh, down South Peaches Sound, down by Kent. Um, so something kind of funny from that was near the um, city hall, which is where the Covington Parks and Recreation was, our little office. We only had. What like five people, six people in our office, um, you had to drive through a Walmart parking lot just to make it like to some of the, some of the schools we had to go to. You had to detour through a Walmart parking lot, so I always thought that was really funny. Um, and then another memory was driving my chick-fil-A It had just been built, and apparently there's stories going around that people had camped out for people camped out for days just for one year of free food. Um, I'm not sure if it was once a week or unlimited. I really doubt it was unlimited, but I did not know. I just like the idea of people camping out for Chick-fil-A, though. There's actually a new Chick-fil-A in Bothell. I've still never been there. Um, oh, yes, and also... Uh, collecting sponsorships was a fun thing that I got to do for my for my internship just uh going around I think it was for the bass or no it was for soccer for the youth soccer league me and uh, Maya uh who's one of my coworkers over there in the parks and recreation department we just drove around the city truck um I actually got to drive the city truck and that's like my first experience driving a pickup truck really <laughs> But um, we just drove around a bunch of businesses in the area and asked them if they wanted to sponsor a team. So that was fun. And one that stands out in particular was this, he was a guy with a bunch of, I guess you would call it like an airplane store. It was like a miniature airplane store. Like a, They had drones, they had airplane models, they had everything aviation related. But they probably had those old goggles and leather hats. Amelia Earhart jerseys. <laughs> like Just like a jersey, a basketball jersey with Amelia Earhart's name on the back. Um, but yeah, that guy said no. So <laughs> he was just like, I think he was confused when we asked him if he wanted to sponsor a team. He was like, what? Why would I want to do that? So that's just a funny memory. Um, also, I almost got, <laughs> when we were pulling out of... The haircut place, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but they said no to This was right across the street from the airplane guy. It definitely almost got us hit by <laughs> by a car when I pulled out of there i I guess I just was not used to driving the old pickup truck nah, still getting used still getting adjusted to, <laughs> to the seat, and we almost got hit, so good I'm happy we didn't um something else I wanted to mention let's see. Cross out Grantland and Little instruction book on my old Trusty yellow legal pad here I Told you guys about Covington Told you all about the Buried Life store Story <laughs> Pancake store Flapjack in the box I'll write that down um, Let's see if we got any other Flapjack in the box Man we got We'll have to see if how litigious uh, Jack is Good old Jack Um, Fighting self-doubt That's something I want to mention I'm sure like everyone Everyone struggles with it Like they want to do something And then like some weird voice creeps in their head Telling them Maybe you're not good enough for this Or explaining to them reasons why they can't do something So I just want to say If there's something you really want to do And it's a goal of yours It's a passion of yours And you have some self-doubt about it Then I think everyone can relate to that that's, I think that's something that everyone struggles with There's, It's like that little voice in your head That tells you You can't do something But you just have to have a stronger A stronger will To fight through it Have that positive voice in your head that says No this is why I can do this This is why I will do it Positive energy You got it Um, Yeah I love that kind of stuff I think the positive thing. Like, don't go overkill with it, but I think there's some legitimacy to it, to the whole movement. The whole positivity movement, nothing wrong with that. I mean, because there's like nothing to lose with it. It doesn't make you worse. It can only make you better, I think. I mean, don't waste all your time. You have to do some like logistical stuff, some practical stuff, but... I think it's good to spend some time reflecting and putting, storing that positive energy up in your, up in your body. Um, practicing, gathering it, honing it, owning it, loving it. Let's get back to the action. Let's get back to Penelope Cruz. 2003. Masked and anonymous. She plays Pagan Lace. O Thor or O Three Fan Fan, she plays Adeline Lafranchise. O Three, Gothica, she plays Chloe Sava. Um 4 Four, Don't Move, she plays Italia. Let's do another regular segment. I haven't done this one yet. This episode, the old Calypso update. Um, Damon, write it down. I had to do it but I remembered haven't read any of David Sedaris' clips though, since yesterday since last night so I am still on page 250 only 8 pages left and the final home stretch you can see the finish line um, but David Sedaris is one of my favorite writers for sure he's a great he's hilarious definitely one of the inspirations for my um, let's see Oh, 04, yep, just did that. Noelle, she plays Nina Vasquez. Oh, 04, Head in the Clouds, plays Mia. Oh, 05, Sahara, she plays Eva Rojas. This is one I remember. Oh, is this a different Sahara? What? Because, oh, that's Matthew McConaughey's other Sahara. This is not... Matthew McConaughey is not in this Sahara movie. Um, Yeah. So this is another example of... What's this Sahara about? 124 minutes. PG-13. Action, adventure, comedy. Master explorer Dirk Pitt goes on the adventure of a lifetime of seeking out a lost Civil War battleship known as the Ship of Death in the deserts of West Africa while helping a W.H.O. doctor being hounded by a ruthless dictator. Very good. I think that's the same story, because Matthew McConaughey plays Dirk Pitt. I definitely remember that. Because I wrote about Matthew McConaughey's uh, top ten movies. Because I did that for a bunch of actors and actresses. I made, um... Lists of their top 10 movies. And that's on my blog. You can find that. Thegoatone.blogspot.com. Um Let's see. Oh, 05. Chromophobia. She plays Gloria. I want to see what chromophobia means. A Borgias family slowly comes apart at the seams. Borgias? What's Borgias mean? So, I have two things I want to look up here. First, let's go Borgias. B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S. It means of or characteristic of the middle class, typically with reference to its perceived materialistic values or conventional attitudes, okay? And, um, chromophobia. Chromophobia. Not chromosome, chromophobia. It just comes up with the book from David Batchelor. I want chromophobia. Meaning. There we go. Is a persistent, irrational fear of or aversion to colors and is usually a conditioned response. Huh. And there's a picture of a bunch of colorful M&Ms here. Wow. Okay. Xanthophobia is a fear of the color yellow, or the word yellow. Okay. (laughs) Scared of the word. Oh, they must be terrified of the Coldplay song. Oh, that's like (laughs) at Guantanamo Bay for, for xanthophobic people. You just play the... Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. And it was all yellow. And they're just screaming, like holding their hand over their ears. No! No! <laughs> okay. And they're watching The Simpsons. All the characters are yellow. And it's a big screen, just Simpsons episodes on loop. Alright, we're having fun now. We're having fun over here. It's rainy outside. It hasn't rained here for a long time. It's only been snow. Um. Oh six Banditas. She plays Maria Alvarez. 06, Volvere plays Ramunda. 07, The Good Knight plays Anna Melodia. Slash uh, Melodia. 07, Video Short. Vanity Fair, Killers Kill, Dead Men Die. The Songbird, Credit Only. I do not know what credit only means. I must say what does credit only it's like credit card only credit only meaning cast acting credit guidelines un oh uncredited attribute is used to indicate that a person's name does not appear in the main or end titles of the film okay now we know what uncredited means wow it means that they're literally they don't appear in the film in the credits. That makes sense, but they're still in the IMDb page, it's still in their filmography. Credit only means someone is credited but did no work. It's most common for a TV series where a regular cast member does not appear in a. Um, let's see, where a regular cast member does not appear in a particular episode. This is distinct from scenes deleted in that there were no actual scenes filmed. This includes news, talk, entertainment, series, with a person's name in the title. When a guest host appears. Oh. So it's like if on The Tonight Show with um, Jimmy Fallon, if Jimmy Fallon has a guest host, okay. He gets a credit-only feature. A credit-only credit. Oh, wow. We are learning so much about the films about the arts love it um oh seven video short eduardo cruz cosas que contar. oh eight elegy she plays consuela castillo oh eight plays maria elena vicky christina bartolona bartolona ibiza and bartolona um, Rebecca Hall, Scar Joe, Scar Johansson. She's got an episode coming up. The Star is Born. Uh, Chris Messina from The Mindy Project. Patricia Clarkson. Bunch of people. Javier Bart in it. It's a drama romance. 96 minutes, PG 13. Two girlfriends on a summer holiday in Spain become enamored with the same painter, unaware that his ex-wife, with whom he has a tempestuous relationship, is about to re-enter the picture. I believe Javier Bartem is that painter. Former bullfighter. <laughs> um, Amador's mistress. Oh, wait. She plays Lupe Sino. Oh, I gotta look up this. This is a short from 2009. She plays Pina in The Cannibalistic Counselor. We have to see what this is. It's 8 minutes, comedy short. The story of a genius dandelion in glasses about an aspiring writer obsessed with a desire to eat a man's legs. A genius dandelion in glasses? <laughs> like a flower in glasses? Um wow okay very good it reminds me of that it's always sunny episode when they decide to go can't <laughs> they decide to hunt. that's one of the funniest episodes of it's always sunny if you guys want somewhere to start with that show uh maybe start with the episode i think it's called man hunters um it's so funny they they decide to hunt their friend chicken or cricket i think it's in cricket Um two (laughs) thousand nine so funny two thousand nine Broken Embraces she plays Lena Lena O nine The Voice of Juarez in G Force That one with the the Kia Hamsters O nine she's in the movie nine plays Carla O ten Sex in the City two Carmen Garcia Carrion. As Penelope Cruz. Um, Oh here we go. Here's a good one. 2011. Plays Angelica. Pirates of the Caribbean. On Stranger Tides. Um, This is what like the fourth one. It's a long one. 136 minutes. Action adventure fantasy. PG-13. Jack Sparrow. Uh, Yo ho yo ho. A pirate's life for me. And Barbossa. Captain Barbosa, embark on a quest to find the elusive Fountain of Youth, only to discover that Blackbeard and his daughter are after it too. And Blackbeard is played by Ian McShane. Um, Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, of course, Jeffrey Rush. We'll talk about. We'll get more into Pirates of Caribbean in the future, but this is up there, honestly. Pirates of the Caribbean rivals um, Back to the Future It's my favorite. It's my very favorite movie franchise. I'm a huge fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. Especially the first two. Especially the very first one. I mean, the first one's far and away the best. Far and away. Um, oh, I love Th- those movies. That series makes me want to. Like it brings up the time travel discussion because it makes me want to like go back to when are those movies set whenever they're set and just be a part of the Black Pearl crew. (laughs) I don't know, something about that looks kind of looks kind of exciting, exciting life. Wear a bandana. Some cool dreadlocks. Swing, you get like swing on ropes. That's pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> maybe shoot some cannons oh man I love it get your own parrot it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome baby um 2012 to roam with love she plays Anna 2012 twice born plays Gemma um video short from 2012 Miguel Bose, De Adios Uh, 2013, I'm So Excited, plays Jessica. 2013, The Counselor, but it's spelled with two L's here for some reason. But then on the movie poster, it's only spelled with one L. So, one of these disagrees with the other. Uh, she plays Laura. 2014, Video Short. La Agent by Agent Provocateur. Plays woman driving Cadillac, uncredited. Now we know what uncredited means, so we, I'm not gonna get mad about it anymore. Now that we figured it out, uh, Nature is Speaking is a TV series short from 2014. She plays water. <laughs> she plays the shape of water. No, just water. Uh, one episode, 2014. Very good. 2013, 2014. Plays companion for two episodes. In Sesame Street. Uh, 2015. Plays Mama. Or she plays Magda. In Mama. Oh this is a terrible one. (laughs) This was the one I trashed. Just um. That was last episode. Literally last episode. It was um. The good old Zoolander 2. Valentina Valencia. You guys probably heard that that paper. That's the old yellow legal pad right there. Yeah, she plays Valentina Valencia. Oh, I saw this movie in theaters. You know, so rough. Rough to sit through. You guys ever just go to a movie in theaters and regret it immediately? Um, Here's one. 2016, The Brothers Grimsby. This was that Sasha Baron Cohen movie. She plays... Who does she play? Wait, let me go back. She plays Rhonda George. And I'll tell you the plot. 83 minutes, rate R, action-adventure comedy. A new assignment forces a top spy to team up with his football hooligan brother. (laughs) I feel like you just have to say hooligan. Like, it's kind of repetitive to say football hooligan. It's kind of just implied if you say hooligan that they're a football fan, right? Or soccer, I should say soccer, right? Football. Um, I was watching football when I was eating my Panda Express in the cub, in the student union building. Who was I watching? I was watching Manchester United was ahead of Paris, but PSG. It was like Paris Saint Germain or something. They, uh, Manchester was up two to one. Second half, early second half. Uh, so yep, yeah, uh, twenty sixteen. I think I just said this. Uh, Macarena Granada, the Queen of Spain. Yeah. Uh, twenty seventeen TV show. Que fue de Jorge Sans? Penelope Cruz plays herself. Twenty seventeen, loving Pablo, plays Virginia Vallejo. Another double V name. She played Va- Valentina Valencia, and then she played Virginia Vallejo Holy, Toledo. Well, this one looked pretty good. Um, Murder on the Orient Express, 2017. She plays Pilar Estravados. I remember seeing this poster, like a giant cardboard cutout. And that was at, not AMC, that was at um, Regal in Limwood, old regal movie theater over there that's when i saw baby driver so baby driver was a good one what was this one she she's in a lot of movies but johnny depp because isn't wait is johnny depp not in no he is yeah he's johnny depp is in murder on the orient express uh when a murder occurs on the train on which he's traveling, celebrated detective Hercule Perot is recruited to solve the case. And then, it lists all the different people on the movie poster. That's too hard to, too small a print to read. And it's weird, because then when you go to the credits, uh, Leslie Odom's in it, from, um, Leslie Odom's from Hamilton. Daisy Ridley. She is Isn't Daisy Ridley a... Let's see Let's get out of this <laughs> Daisy Ridley's a new Star Wars Murder on the Orient Express Is it a heist movie? If it is It falls in one of my favorite movie genres uh, Comedy, horror, heist, reunion Love it Need it Love it all right, we're good. 2018 TV show, American Crime Story. She plays Donatella Versace. I wonder if this is the same, like a spin-off American Horror Story. It's American Crime Story. It's FX. FX Fearless? <laughs> is it Fearless? I'm just going to keep wondering. I think it is. TBS, very funny. Comedy Central, even funnier. FX, Fearless. USA, Characters Welcome. Uh, TNT is like, we know drama, I think. Food Network is Past Assault. Um, American Crime Story, 2016. An anthology series centered around America's most notorious crimes and criminals. Very good, very good that was weird how in the more, uh, Orient Express uh, I'm still thinking about that one those credits they listed all the like all the background actors they didn't list any of the main people I I just thought IMDb may have messed up there or something let's see what else did I want to oh here's something I wanted to talk about since my phone's not co oping I mean, here, here it loads, but let's just do this anyway. Let's talk about my good old, oh, stand up for the first time in a while, stretchy old, the old vagues. The dogs are barking. We're gonna talk about my good old outhouse calendar. It's a calendar, a wall calendar, 12 months. It's actually 16 months because here's a September, October, November, December, all 2018. There's a picture of a star-spangled outhouse in Great Bend, Kansas. In the quote from Isaac Disraeli, the art of meditation can be exercised at all hours and in all places. It's just... It's an outhouse painted like the USA flag just sitting in the middle of an open field, basically. So, Picture Kansas in the outhouse. And you got it. A Jayhawk in the background like a basketball player in the background just shooting hoops. That's what I think of when I think of Kansas. I think of was it corn or wheat? Or do, do they do hay in Kansas? I don't know what they grow there. <laughs> but they also do basketball. They do farming and basketball. That's Kansas. Um this next one 2019 January. It's a Outhouse on frozen Mill Lacks Lake in Minnesota. 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 Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson says, Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. Yep, and it's just a picture of, it says portside resort, and it's like a brown outhouse with a crescent moon on it. And then, it kind of looks like a construction, like um, what do you call those? Portable. Like how um, we used to have a class in portables back in throughout school, elementary, middle, sc- junior high, high school. We occasionally would have to go to class in portables whenever they're doing like construction or something. Just those. It's kind of like a trailer, just class in a trailer, you know. Um. All right, February coast of Norbotten County Sweden and the quote is Aristotle says whosoever is delighted in solitude is either a wild beast or a god and it has a picture of two red outhouses just right on like it says right on the coast a rocky coast it's beautiful you can see some land in the background Sweden um, Mountain Pasture, Lundgai Region, Salzburg, Austria. The quote, Michel de Montaigne says, But there is nothing useless in nature, not even uselessness itself. Um, it's just a picture of a wooden outhouse. It has three doors on it. Each door has a dark heart, like a black heart engraved in it. Um, I like the idea of a three- three person outhouse that's insane i love that it's awesome i'm an outhouse fiend <laughs> um it's always i always thought it was funny when people have to like poop in a hole or something. sorry to spring that on you but when you have to go in the bathroom in a hole like when you're hiking or camping or something i mean i've seen i've had to go i've gone to a toilet just in the middle of the woods, like no outhouse around it. It was just like a wooden toilet. And I don't know where it led, but I mean I think it just went down like 20 feet. And I don't know who cleans it out. Like maybe just like grizzly bears come and clean it out. <laughs> they've they've decided they make one of the weakest grizzly bear has to clean out the the toilet. Oh my gosh. We're having good times. Um but yeah, this three-person outhouse. It's just in the middle of, like, a green, luscious field. There's a fence right behind it. There's some brown and white cows sitting right there. And then that giant mountain. But it's, like, a green mountain. So, S- super grassy. Lots of trees in the background. It looks like a painting. I love it. I loved taking art class back in the day. Like, I think I only did it in high school. But I'm not really a good, like painter or drawer but i really i think i did some good work over there <laughs> back in the day i definitely remember doing some like some stuff that i just thought might be able to show up in the gallery someday or something i don't know maybe cut off my ear maybe that would give me some more press seriously vincent Van, oh this is a funny all right i'm gonna write down this one too uh vincent van gogh was like i'm sure someone's done this actually I'm sure some comedians discuss this. Vincent Van Gogh was like the first Kardashian, because um, he got famous. He got famous for like all the wrong reasons. Got famous for cutting his ear off, right? All right, I like we got something there. There's something to work with right there. I just wrote down Vincent Va- Van Gogh dash the first Kardashian, because um, you you guys know what he's, I'm saying. Like him cutting off the ear is like his version of Kim's sex tape. So it was just before all the social media you had to do it. You have to do more grand gestures back in the day. It's like make get your point across. you know you can't just post your pictures from home, just post stuff on social media, throw up a tweet you have to cut cut an ear off you have to you have to literally lop your ear off lop it off. It's funny how like the word lop l o p I think it only refers to, like, cutting off, like, appendages. Because I've never heard, like, can you lop me some, lop me a slice of cheese? <laughs> can you lop me a piece of steak? It only refers to, like, lop a finger off. Lop, a, lop my arm off. Like James Franco in 127 Hours lopped his arm off. Alright. Enough of that lop talk. Enough lopping around. Um, now I'm looking at a red outhouse. Oh, this looks like my starry night. This looks like, speaking of Vincent Van Gogh, starry night, stretchy, meshy ball cap. Um, My running hat I'm wearing right now. This outhouse picture looks exactly like it. And it's for the month of my birthday, too. So it's April. There we go. 2019. This is a lovely, beautiful, gorgeous a red outhouse. There's a picture of a blue horse next to a barn, and then a black crescent moon above that. Uh, and yeah, starry night. It's like it's like right before dark. It almost looks a little light, almost a little twilighty. A starlit night in Utah. I guess maybe it's just so light because that's how bright the stars are. Um, the quote. How Strange that Nature Does Not Knock and Yet Does Not Intrude by Emily Dickinson. I like this. That's my favorite one so far. We'll have to go top three on these. Ooh, I like... This one's real nice. Uh, Boulder Junction, Wisconsin. The quote is, Henry David Thoreau says, I never found the companion that was so companionable as solitude. And it is a close-up picture. It's the closest... uh, Zoom up of a outhouse we've had yet. Yet another crescent moon. That must be a big thing with outhouses. It's the old crescent moon design. Um, this one's like light blue. It looks like there's actually a window in it. It's kind of a side. The picture's taken from a diagonal angle. There's a horse antler or not horse antlers? <laughs> um, horse antlers. Can you imagine? Can you imagine sea biscuit? Can you imagine how different serious it would be if horses all had antlers? Um, no, what I want to say? Probably like moose antlers right here. Um, they're like silver. And they're above the door. Uh, the crescent moon is right on the door. And then next to that, there's a star. A couple stars. Ooh, I like how the door handles. Like, it looks like a... Like an, I don't know what I would describe it as. It definitely is a bone, though. Some sort of animal bone, probably. Maybe an antler, actually. Maybe a horse antler. Um, very good. I like this one a lot. There's some flowers over there. It's just sitting in the green trees. Very leafy. And that's Wisconsin. That was May. Ooh, this one's very interesting. This is the most unique one so far. It's June. Campsite vatsna jokul national park in iceland and quote walt whitman says the art of art the glory of expression and the sunshine of the light of letters is simplicity and speaking of simplicity this is a very simple outhouse right here it's it's just a triangle it's a pyramid it looks tiny Uh, it's green and then the door Almost goes to the very top of the pyramid, but then there's just a little gap. It looks like there's some some room for air to come in there. That's a cool looking one. It kind of looks like something you'd like launch into space or something. Just in the middle of a green grassy field. Ooh, really like this one too. Um, this is Mojave National Preserve, San Bernardino County, California. The quote is William Wordsworth says, knowing that nature never did betray the heart that loved her. Um, And then this is a really cool outhouse. It's orange, bright orange. Um, Actually, the door is bright orange and the sides are like aluminum colored. It looks kind of like they are like aluminum siding, I guess I would say. Um, And yet another crescent moon on the door. And then the handle is cool, too. It looks like a piece of a walking stick, I would say, on the handle. But I just really like that orange. And it's just sitting in the middle of, I don't know what kind of, I I think those might be like bonsai trees next to it. Whatever kind of trees they have in the Mojave, uh, Mojave Park, State Park over there. Over there in Southern California. Very cool, I like that. Uh, August is off U.S. Route 276 near Brevard, North Carolina. Brevard. Uh, William Shakespeare quote, For I myself am best when least in company. Man, a lot of these these quotes are all about, like, solitude. I guess that's what people do. (laughs) These people who are using the outhouses must be by themselves. They must be... First thing that came to mind was, like, scientists or, like, researchers... Out in the middle of nowhere. You need somewhere to go to the bathroom. Probably camping or something. But this one is kind of fun. Reminds me of Dazed and Confused. Because it has a picture of a giant yellow smiley face on the side. <laughs> and, oh wow. This is a first outhouse that has a satellite dish on top. It has like a direct TV. There must be a TV in there. What? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to have a hot tub that has a TV, like in the, just like in my back porch area, I mean, because it seems kind of dangerous to have a hot tub like with a TV in it, or anywhere near it really, but I definitely want like a, like a gazebo area, with a hot tub in it, and then maybe like a little bar, like a little tiki bar, some tiki torches surrounding there, a TV, that sounds nice my parents have the um welcome to margaritaville sign above of the ba- above the, uh, the old backyard deck back home in <laughs> That's that just kind of makes me think of that those uh, parrot heads um i love the outhouse with the satellite dish wow get that reception and then the excuse me the exterior of it just looks like wood it's very, um, lots of wood, pa- I don't know how to describe it. The wood pattern, you know. Um, Horseshoe Bend, Idaho. wonder how close this is to where I'm sitting right now. I'm only eight miles from the University of Idaho over there in Moscow. Um, wow, I like this one too. Horseshoe Bend, Idaho. Right next to a white picket fence. It's, once again, it's the wood look. There's a cinder block sitting right outside of it for some reason. But then there's lots of good designs in this. Uh has a crescent moon. It has like a sun carved into it. It has uh, the Indianapolis Colts logo. Um, like a horseshoe. And then it has just like another like horseshoe. Horseshoe kind of filled in looking thing. Um, very cool. So I guess you could just see inside this maybe don't know it's just in the middle of a field right next to a a road actually only about maybe a dozen feet from the main road cool the quote john amos comenius comenius nature pushes nothing forcibly forward except what being already inwardly matured desires to burst forth October, on to October. Southwestern Idaho, another Idaho outhouse. Uh, The quote, Lao Tzu says, stillness reveals the secrets of eternity. Stillness. That's very, that's very Buddha, Buddha like. Um, That's very, speaking of Buddha like, let's just do this right in the middle, right in the middle of the outhouse calendar talk. It's You are here by Thich Han uh discovering the Magic of the Present Moment. just been reading bits and pieces of this book. um let's just read a little bit more. Let's do it. Thich Nhat Han is an international known author, uh poet, scholar, and peace activist no, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by Martin Luther King Jr. um here we go. finding a good place here. He made the decision to devote his life to helping... Nah, I think we, already, we were already there. <laughs> Bear with me here while I find a good place. I am here for you. For you means, first of all, for ourselves. There's pain and suffering in us. And we have tried to get away from it. We have not practiced the true presence that allows us to soothe the suffering that's in us. We turn on the television, we pick up a novel... We make a phone call so we can escape from ourselves. We do this every day. We have to change this habit. We have to come back to ourselves so we can take care of the situation. I am here for you really means I am here for myself. I am here for my suffering, for my pain. You should look at your pain as though it were an abandoned baby. You should come back to yourself so that you can take care of this suffering baby. Your fear, your depression, your despair, that is a baby in you. It is yourself. My dear one, I have come back. I am here for you. Breathe in so that you can generate the energy of mindfulness. With that energy, cradle your baby in your arms. My suffering and my pain are I am here for you. This is the practice. Developing two presence has two purposes. The first is to make contact with everything that is beautiful, refreshing, and healing. We need that. We need the nourishment of a gorgeous sunset, a child's smile, The song of a bird, the company of a friend, all of these things are precious and we should be there to touch them. This is the first thing that mindfulness lets us do. The second thing that mindfulness does is allow us to come back to ourselves and embrace the pain. Most people are afraid to come back to themselves because that means having to face the pain inside themselves. With the practice of mindfulness, the situation changes. We come back to our pain, but we are But now, we are well equipped with the energy of mindfulness that's been generated by mindful breathing and by meditation. We use that source of energy to recognize and embrace our pain. This is very important. If you are unable to take care of yourself, how can you take care of anyone else? How can you take care of the person you love? When you are here for yourself, when you have reestablished some basic order and peace within yourself, then you can take care of the person you love. It could be your son, your daughter. Your partner, or your friend. But if you are not able to be here for yourself, it will not be possible for you to be here for them. That is why you must come back to yourself. There is a third thing that mindfulness does, which concerns our environment and society. If you are an environmental or peace activist, your work will be much more meaningful if you have peace, solidity, and freedom in yourself. Then you will serve society and the environment much more effectively. I am here for you means that I bring myself back to the present moment so that I can reestablish order, harmony, peace, and joy in myself. After that, I am here to soothe suffering and to offer joy and happiness to someone else. Beyond that, I am here for the environment, for society, for all those who are suffering." Alright, just a little bit. Love that book. Love that present moment stuff. Stay present. Snap back. Snapback. Maybe that's what the snapback hat means. Snapback in the present moment. Um, I guess you could... I don't have any snapbacks, I suppose. I never realized that snapback actually referred to how the back of the hat snaps. You can snap it in the different sizes. I never realized that until, like, way too late. I always just thought it was called a snapback because, like, the the bill actually, like, snapped upwards... That's why I always thought, but no, <laughs> it's called that because it. You can change the size of the hat by snapping it into a different size. Of course, okay. Uh, maybe it's both though, right? Could be both, right? Uh, so I'm talking about this October, outhouse here, southwestern Idaho. It's a blue outhouse. It doesn't even have a door. It's just in the middle of some like tall grass, some trees behind it. Um, wow, where's the door though? Can't see a toilet either. So, don't know what the deal with this one is. But no design, no no crescent moon, just just painted blue. There we go. November. Oh, this one's real nice. An old outhouse of the Swiss Alpine Club, Bernice Alps, Switzerland. In the Alps. In nature, we never see anything isolated, but everything in connection with something else. By Johan Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Wolfgang. I love the name Wolfgang. I don't know. Wolfgang Arneson. Maybe that's what we'll go with. We haven't done the pen name in a while. Let's do that. Uh, Chris Floyd... So I've been discussing with myself, considering coming up with a pen name for uh, when I moved to Los Angeles. Because Lo- Arneson, as y'all know, hard to name, uh, hard to pronounce, hard to spell. People get confused with Fred Armisen, uh, from Portlandia, Saturday Night Live. He's kind of confused the whole, muddled the whole situation for us, for the Arneson family. But, so yeah, like some of the, some of the pen names I've been coming up with are Chris Floyd, Chris Leaf, Chris Branch, Chris Moss, Chris Chris Note, Chris Post, Chris Book. All one syllable. Just because I like this symmetry. I like the one syllable symmetry. Chris Day. I'm looking at the calendar right now. Chris Day, like Charlie Day. Um, there you go. That's the one I just came up with. Chris Day. Uh, and we, I like Chris Light too. That was a good one. Chris, Chris Tight. <laughs> okay, we're having fun now. I don't know. What do you guys think about? What do you think about a stage name, a pen name? Should I stick with Arneson? Let me know. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. I like the name Chris Day. D a y e. Not spelled like the normal day. Um, so yeah, that was that section, just off the cuff there that was a that was your chris pen name uh episode update um let's see I'm looking at this outhouse right now in the alps it's it's wow, what a view This outhouse needs a window that you can look out while you're going to the bathroom because this is amazing It's perched like on the edge of a cliff it looks like just giant. Snow-capped mountains in the background, but this is not the. You would not want some prankster friends who uh, push over your porta potty. You would not want them to do that with this outhouse because it looks like it would go tumbling down a cliff. But it looks too heavy to push over anyway. So <laughs> I think your prankster friends, your Ashton Kutcher punked friends, trying to punk you. They might struggle there but this is this is the most gorgeous view holy toledo holy cow i love it let's move on to december oh december it's the outhouse from the cover of the calendar um yeah it's called outhouses by uh, brown trout that's the name of the company that did this calendar so it's this one um Chena hot springs fairbanks alaska this seriously looks like a painting. Like I don't know if this is a picture or a painting, but it definitely looks like like a painting. That's for sure. It says, um, "Let's read the quote." A man must build his house for himself, by George MacDonald. There's a little sign. It's a wooden outhouse, but like nice wood though. This is different than the than that cheap firewood that those other ones were made of. This is like cabin wood. Speaking of Cabin Woods, I should say, first I should shout out my favorite horror movie of all time, Cabin in the Woods. And then I should shout out Cabin on a Lake, uh, which is one of the three places I would like to live in my life. I want to live on a cabin, in a cabin, on a lake, um, in a cottage, in a forest, and in a high-rise in the city. So, those are my three big ones there. Um, And then... Yes, yes, there's a tiny sign on the door that says, not a public outhouse, employees only. And it's just like, I wonder what kind of employees, it must be park rangers. It's a hot springs, um, or if they have lifeguards or something. But that's it, it's in the middle of snow, so much snow and trees. Just like a bunch of snow on these tree branches here in this uh, December outhouse picture but what a picture or painting can't figure it out it is that beautiful like if it is a real picture then that's how unbelievably gorgeous it is alright I'm going to flip it back to March and I'm going to stand up stretch and then put it back on the ground where it was because I don't even have it on the wall I didn't want to poke a hole in the wall because I wasn't really sure if I was supposed to do that. So I decided to play it safe there. Um, Cross off that on the old to-do list. Let's get back to good old Penelope. Where we left? Where we leave you? We left you with murder. Oh, yeah. We left you with American Crime Story. Donatella Versace. Uh, Everybody knows from 2018. She plays Laura. I want to look up Donatella Versace. Because I heard about that. I heard about that show. And I've heard a lot about the Versace's. Oh my goodness. She looks like she's had a lot of plastic surgery. (laughs) Uh, She's um, 63. Um, She's... From Reggio de Calabria, Calabria, Italy. Resides in Milan, Italy. I wonder how much... Wow, she was vice president of Gian, Gianni Versace S.P.A. CEO of Gianni Versace S.P.A. And creative director of Gianni Versace S.P.A. Um, very good, very good. So, her brother... Oh, this is what it's about. I see. Oh, her brother Gianni Versace was murdered on the Orient Express. No, I'm just kidding. Was murdered on July 15th, 1997 outside the reconstructed Casa Casa Casarina, also known as Versace Mansion in Miami, Florida. In the aftermath of the highly publicized crime and manhunt, most of the Versace family, including Donatella, moved temporarily to a secluded private resort in the Caribbean. Donatello's daughter, Allegra, inherited 50% of Versace's entire stock after Gianni's death. She is a patron of the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Gianni Versace. Now I'm going to go to his page. I want to see... Let's see what we can... Oh, a ton of stuff, friend. He was shot and killed july fifteenth, ninety seven, age of fifty, on the steps of his Miami Beach mansion as he returned home from a morning walk on Ocean Drive. Dang. Just out to get some coffee probably. Maybe walking his dog. Just comes home. No, wow. Subsequently pronounced dead at Jackson Memorial Hospital nine twenty one AM Usually Versace would have an assistant walked from his home to the coffee shop to get his morning papers but on this occasion he decided to go in person so he did go to the coffee shop to get the morning papers. should a guy delivered to the house that's why you have your morning paper delivered to your house um versace was murdered by a spree killer andrew cunanan who used the same gun to commit suicide on a houseboat eight days later Cunanan was obsessed with the designer and often bragged by his close friendship, quote-unquote, with Versace. Although this was symptomatic of Cunanan's delusions of grandeur, he often falsely claimed to have met celebrities. Wow. Um, however, FBI agents believe that Versace and Cunanan had previously met in San Francisco, although what their relationship entailed is still a mystery. Marine Orth published a 2008 article in Vanity Fair reporting that Cunanan and Versace had briefly met at a San Francisco nightclub in 1990 um, based on several eyewitness claims and might have possibly interacted on further occasions because both were involved in sex-for-hire circles in Miami and San Francisco. However, Versace's family has always steadfastly denied that the two ever met. Versace was Cunanan's fifth and final victim. Police have said that they do not know why Versace was killed. I don't know what we're ever going to do. Um, I don't know that we're ever going to know the answers, said Miami Beach Police Chief Richard Barreto. Uh, Versace's body was cremated and his ashes returned to the family's estate near Cernobio, Italy and buried in the family vault at Maltresio Cemetery near Lake Como. Versace's funeral liturgy held at Milan Cathedral was attended by over 2,000 people, including Diana, Princess of Wales, who was killed in a car accident just over a month later. Jeez. Okay. Wow. That sounds like an interesting story. Um, Let's see. I got to click on that. Now I want to see who plays... Who plays Gianni Versace? Um, oh, so this was the same one that they did, the O.J. Simpson, where Cuba Gooding Jr. plays O.J. Um, it's with Sarah Paulson's always in these. I want to see what Giovanni. Oh, here it is. Ed, Edgar Ramirez. That's right. Um, also from Point Break, the new Point Break, not the old one. Johnny Maine Johnny Maine versus Johnny Utah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. 2018, everybody knows, plays Laura. Penelope Cruz is in Wasp Network. Let's see what that one is cuz there's no character, no year. A Thriller. The story of five Cuban political prisoners who had been imprisoned by the United States since the late 1990s. On charges of espionage and murder. Uh, Edgar Ramirez is in that one too. Alright. Lovechild. Immaculata she plays. No year on that. Then she's in something called 355. No year, no character. Oh, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. Back, 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 back. can't believe we're already wrapping it up. This is a quickie. Uh, Her final credit. Wow. Number 79 of 79 for our good old friend Penelope Cruz. See if we have anything left on the to-do list that we really wanted to do. Um, Let's just wrap this baby up. Let's get down to it. Number 79 of 79. 2019's Pain and Glory. She plays Jacinta. I like that name, Jacinta. Uh, let's see what's about it's a drama a film director reflects on the choices he's made in the life as past and present come crashing down around him so it's almost like a Ebenezer Scrooge when he, that's what that reminded me of when it just said when past and present come crashing down on him I just pictured Ebenezer Scrooge looking at what he's the ghost of Christmas past right isn't that the Scrooge story gosh I'm so bad at some of these um, Ebony's, I'll just look up Ghosts of Christmas. <laughs> ghosts of, I know what to look up there. Christmas Pass. Um, Ghosts of Christmas Pass. Wait, is this not related? Okay, yeah. Of course, it was Ebenezer or Scrooge who was visited by the Ghosts of Christmas Pass. Um, what am, am I talking about? Christmas Carol. Charles Dickens. When did that come out? We were talking about how old books, how old of a book people read in school. This is 1843. December 19th, 1843. A Christmas Carol. So you came out with it right at the right time. Right before. Good marketing idea. That's that old guerrilla marketing. That old 19th century guerrilla marketing. Um, very good. I wonder how he marketed it. Like, he must have been in, like, the town hall, posting flyers about it, handing out business cards. That's an interesting thought. Because, like, nowadays, the writers can just... You market yourself online, use social media. There's not as much, like... I mean, the word of mouth is just giving books away to friends and stuff. And then going to bookstores... Selling it to them, giving it, donating books. But it's so much more, like, impersonal now with us. We all technology, you know? Hmm. How do you... That's interesting. I wonder how they market... I wonder how old authors back in the day marketed themselves. There must have been some sort of, like, town hall meeting, like, for the arts. Or some sort of, like, festivals that they would go to or like book signings, maybe they had book signings, or, oh, remember when, um, the bookmobile would come visit you, that was, like, in elementary school, I can't remember what they would call it, but there'd be, like, that, yeah, the bookmobile, like a, like a van, like a truck with books on in it, almost, and it would show up at the library, and, I gotta look this up, what is a bookmobile, make sure I'm not, uh, dreaming this bookmobile yep it's almost like ooh the duck oh my gosh if you guys don't know what the duck is i'll look that one up too the bookmobile and then the duck it's big in seattle i don't think it's only in seattle though maybe it started here in the northwest it could have there was a really big crash though unfortunately Ride the Ducks, crash, killed four, injured dozens of others, dang, that was um, 2015, oh, I rode the, bu- we did the Ride the Duck for a field trip, I think we probably did that a couple times back in the day, um, let's see if, Ride the Duck, story of Ride the Ducks, there we go. 1997, Ride the Ducks of Seattle opened with a duck and a dream uh, to provide the ultimate experience in Seattle by land and water. What started with a small group of dedicated individuals striving for excellence in entertainment and customer service has grown into one of the largest tour companies in Seattle and one of the most successful amphibious tour companies in the world. Um, Ducks are likely the most unique craft you'll see on the road or in the water, But what makes Ride the Ducks of Seattle exceptional is the people who work here. We now employ more than 120 people in Ride the Ducks. Um, Yeah, safety is number one concern. We take it very seriously. Um, Ride the Ducks Seattle is locally owned and operated. We love Seattle. We've been voted Best City Tour by King 5 by their Evening Magazine. Consistently recognized as one of Seattle's top attractions. 2014 began our random ducks of kindness campaign. See, that's like the goodwill. I was talking about how if I ever make a sock business, I would love to, or if I ever come up with that pancake store, maybe, or maybe the fro yurt, the frozen yogurt in a yurt, then I have to do some sort of goodwill component where. Like frozen yogurt, a certain amount of frozen yogurt is donated to the homeless or something, or or yurts. Maybe a yurt is donated. Oh, we'll have to look at. That's something I'm gonna write down for for future episode. Uh, I'm gonna look up. Uh, this is something we'll do a deep dive in. It's the mini houses, mini houses union, um, not union, <laughs> mini houses movement. Excuse me. Does your mouth ever get ahead of your brain? You know. Um, mini house movement that's something that I want to look into like the people who live in like the storage containers and just all sorts of different stuff super interesting I've been looking at some images on Google and I don't know it's fun I like yurts too I definitely want to spend the night in a yurt that's definitely on my bucket list yurt it up I just want to yurt it up um. Cool. Yeah. So each year they donate. Um. We also donate more than ten thousand dollars in tickets to nonprofit organizations. That's the uh, ride the ducks. There you go. Um. I definitely had fun when I did it. Haven't done it for over a decade though. As for the bookmobile, a bookmobile or mobile library. Is a vehicle um, designed for use as a library. And let's see. National Bookmobile Day is sponsored by American Library Association. and celebrated in April each year on the Wednesday of National Library Week. There's a National Library Week? (laughs) I love it. Love the books. There should be a bookstore week too. A bookie week. Um, when is National Library Week? Each April, typically the second full week. So there you go. What's the history of the bookmobile? Let's see what the origin is. Always interested in the origin. In the United States, uh, the American School Library was a traveling frontier library published by Harper & Brothers. The Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of American History as the only complete original set of this series, complete with its wooden carrying case. Traveling Frontier Library. Oh, so it's just like a horse and buggy and like a library. The British workman reported in 1857 about a para, paraambulating library operating in the circle of eight villages in Cumbria. A Victorian merchant and philanthropist, George Moore had created the project to diffuse good literature among the rural population what's perambulating mean i got to look that up i didn't fig- i couldn't figure that out from that context right there if you guys are a english expert then allow me one second perambulator a baby carriage a person who walks especially wait it says formal humorous the humorous definition is a person who walks, especially for pleasure, in a le- leisurely way. But the dated British definition is a baby carriage or a pram. I didn't know that... I've never seen a humorous definition on, on Google. <laughs> what? Okay. Very interesting. So if you want to make fun of someone who's walking slow... They're slowing down the group, call them a perambulator. I don't, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. I think it is. Perambulator. Oh, perambulator. I think that's it. Perambulator. Perambulator. That sounds better. Um, the Washington Perambulating Library, set up in 1858, was another early British mobile library. This horse-drawn van was operated by the Warrington Mechanics Institute which aimed to increase the lending of his books to enthusiastic local patrons. Very cool. One of the earliest mobile libraries in in the United States was a mule-drawn wagon carrying wooden boxes of books. It was created in 1904 by the People's Free Library of Chester County, South Carolina. South Carolina. And serves the rural areas there. Cool. I like it. There should be a... They do what they do do. They don't do the mobile library, necessarily, here on campus at Washington State. But they do a, like, a pop-up poster. Like, um, you know how they do those pop-up, what do you call them, like a shoe antique shop? In, like, Los Angeles and New York. I've heard about those. Um, this is a pop-up poster. Boutique, that's a word, not antique, boutique. Um... A pop-up poster boutique shop, I guess. And that's in, like, the middle of campus. It's right in the mall area. Um, Yeah, right, right next to the library, actually. Yeah, it's so cool, though. I've gotten a couple posters from there. They have movies, music, every poster. Every poster you can imagine. And then, also, another cool thing is, after that, like, the next week... This is usually the beginning of the semester. Then, like, a Native American, like, company or group comes in and they sell knitted clothing. So, that's really cool. like A bunch of, like, knitted hats and gloves and scarves and, like, even, like, sweaters. And cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying my REI red, I think it's wool. I believe that's what it's made of, but... Got it with my REI gift card that I got for Christmas, um, along with my stretchy meshy starry night hat that I'm wearing right now. Um, man. I love it. We're doing it. We did it. We did it, guys. We made it. I'll just tell you what painting glory is, and then we'll wrap it. Uh, um yeah, I just told you what painting glory is. We're done with pain and glory. Antonio Bandurst. Antonio Banderas, that won a Heineken commercial with uh, Benicio del Toro. And then the British people are like, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> That's my, it's Antonio Banderas. Oh my gosh, we did it. We did it. We did it. We made it. You started with me. I was at the Spark building up the hill. I was just hanging out right by Starbucks. I walked back home. We did it. We made it through Penelope Cruz's IMDb page. All 79 for film credits. Let's do our top three. Let's do our top three and bottom three. And then let's uh, call it. Um, Let's see. Top three. I always do the top three first. Because I like to be positive. Let's just start on a positive note. Um kind of tough let's go Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides it's kind of tough because I haven't seen so many of these and the one like I saw Zoolander 2 but that's going to be bottom three that's one of my bottom three um I think we have to go stuff that I've seen just be completely honest so Pirates of the Caribbean maybe maybe if we haven't seen enough then uh, I'll have to choose some stuff I haven't seen. Because I can't put Vanilla Sky in there either. Just I can't do that on good conscience. Because I told you guys how much I despise that movie. It made no sense. It was one of those movies that like, the beginning is not linked to the middle. And then, and then that doesn't have anything to do with the end. Alright. So I'll just choose some that I haven't seen. Just for fun. So let's do Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Let's do the cannibalistic counselor. That sounds fun. And then Vicky, Christina, Barcelona, Barcelona. Just because I like saying Barcelona. Um, and then as for the bottom three, it's, let's go Zoolander two. Let's go Vanilla Sky. And let's go. Um, let's go. Waking up in Reno that one, what was, that one was the one about, um, oh yeah, the monster truck show, yeah, we'll put that one in the bottom three too, (laughs) just because that seems like, I mean, actually, I used to be a huge monster truck fan back in the day, but I don't know if I'd want to watch a movie where it plays like a big part in it, where it's in the one line, the one sentence summary of the movie, monster truck is one of those things in it, (laughs) and, it was definitely fun. I definitely played a Monster Trek video game or two back in the day, too. Just lots of maybe computer, maybe maybe uh, Xbox. I don't know. All right. All right, guys. All right, guys. Uh, we did the top three. We did the bottom three. Let's do the plugs. Let's call it baby. Yeah, baby. I'm an author. My name's Chris Arneson. I've been your host sitting here in my apartment room coffee house apartment second floor across the street from Washington State University Pullman, Washington find my books on Amazon Kindle and Barnes and Noble What's in the Fridge and Sponge Cake a mostly made up story about a completely insane town Sponge Cake is fiction it's a novel, it's an adventure it's a caper, it's in New England and it's set around a middle school bake sale Told from four different points of view. And it all ties together in the end. Super fun. Super exciting. Uh, I loved writing it. I think you guys will love reading it. Also get What's in the Fridge. It's inspirational, motivational, spiritual. Also some pop culture, short stories, and haikus. Poetry in there as well. And the cover of it is the same starfish you're looking at right now. Uh, Thank you, Chad McPherson, for that. And then... Go to my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com, website, christheauthor.com. Follow me on Twitter at christheauthor8 and Instagram, chrisarneson8. And thank you so much for share, share, sharing the podcast with a friend, family member, co-worker, everyone, anyone, anyone, everyone. Um, We're building. We're doing it. Start from the bottom um, and we're building our way up, you know. Starsborn headquarters hq um i love it i'm so happy i'm so excited to see what we do with the Starsborne. uh we're building the community of starfishes it's an exciting time for the podcast and i'm having fun i'm having a blast doing it i'm hoping you guys are having a blast listening to it i, I really hope you guys have as much fun listening as i have doing it because it's fun so let's keep doing it baby um let's do it Closing time, time for you to go home, to the places where you belong. I know who I want to take me home, I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home, take me home, home. Closing time, time for you to go home to the places where you belong. Ooh, baby thank you thank you thank you so much for joining me for yet another episode of a Stars born episode 17 penelope cruz thank you penelope cruz um awesome awesome stuff stay safe out there guys uh keep doing what you do stay strong and um i love y'all